Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How do you not let your family drive you crazy this holiday season? Boundaries. How can you find peace even though there's so much going on during November and December? Boundaries. How can you enter the new year feeling refreshed and energized? Boundaries once again. If you're looking for ease and joy this holiday season, I can help you get there. And there's only one thing you need to focus on. You guessed it. Boundaries. Today, I'm going to teach you my best tips for not just surviving, but thriving this holiday season. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm a practicing psychologist, number one Amazon bestselling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 35 years of experience helping people just like you. Join me as I teach you actionable tips and strategies to create connection, joy, and ease in all your relationships. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Abby Medcalf, and I'm very excited to have you here. Boundaries. I am, uh, you know, I finished my Boundaries Made Easy book. It is in its final everything and will be available to you very soon. So, so excited. Um, and so this is a great topic. I, I am Miss Boundary lately. It's all I've been talking about and thinking about. Uh, so here we go. You know, and I think when I think of family, you know, oh, oh, our wonderful families, right? When when we're with our families, especially around the holidays, it is so easy to get caught up in really what are old emotional patterns. So yeah, I've been a 40-year-old woman sulking like a teenager at my parents' Thanksgiving table. <laughs> you know, you know the old saying, it's uh, what is it? It's easy for our parents to push our buttons because they're the ones who installed them. Yeah. So, and it it wasn't just with my parents, by the way. I can remember being bratty with my brothers and snippy with my sister. You know, it's like, right, like your 12-year-old self has come to dinner instead of your adult self. So I get it. I really, really do. And, you know, we develop these 
again, I'm going to say it, emotional habits. They're just habits. We need to break them. We develop those emotional habits early and, and yeah, they're just, they're really hard to break. And I've done, I personally, I've done a lot of therapy, been in a lot of rehabs. I've attended tons of seminars and workshops and retreats in my efforts to, excuse me, really be in control when it comes to interacting with my family and certainly friends, you know, or maybe especially old friends. Again, and especially around the holidays, which can be really triggering because there are just so many added pressures, right? Like we weren't feeling (laughs) like my plate was already full before, you know, the holidays started. I'm sure yours was too. So we're adding so much around the holidays. And sometimes like I don't travel over the holidays. I, I, God bless you if you do. I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, I don't want to be in airports around this time of year. I don't want to be driving and traffic. Like I try to keep this time of year as simple as possible for myself and, you know, look at maybe other times to spend with people than trying to fly somewhere the day before Thanksgiving. It's just, for me, it's, it's not an option. Um, for if you do it, God bless. Again, God bless you. So, and I will say this with or without family, there, this is also a time of pressure. Um, you know, really our perfectionism, our control issues tend to come out a lot. Uh, I know for myself, I used to think, oh, I have to invite everyone to the holiday dinner and I have to cook, you know, 17 dishes because everyone likes, oh, they want my paella and they, and they want certain kinds of mashed potatoes and they want this and they want that, you know, and I'm trying to keep everyone so happy that uh, you know, I'm feeling, and I have a vegetarian coming and a vegan, and there's maybe it's a gluten free option. You know, like all the things. And for me, I personally, that's not. Don't come to my house if that's you. Uh, I'm not doing it. I mean, there's always these options for people, obviously, uh, just in whatever I might cook. But I cook with butter. I cook with fat. I cook with all kinds of things that you know might not be for you. So I'm very clear about that when people, you know, might come over or not. I don't, you know, that's not what I do, but I used to do it back in the day. And I think, you know, it's obviously a time also where if you don't have people to spend time with normally, you know, you might be feeling a lot of pressure, again, control. uh, If you often feel lonely in your days or feel like you don't connect and this is the big moment of connection. I mean, there's just, let's all take a breath. You know, there's just so much going on that it's really hard. And I think it's also a time when we're often eating and drinking too much. People overspend. They're they're living kind of beyond their means often. They're trying to be everywhere. Look, you know, looking amazing with the perfect hostess gift in their hand, you know. There's all this going on and it just I guess what I'm it, it's too much. And so what I'm trying to say is that there are generally, what I find with my clients, especially my friends and my family, they're, they're, people have a lot of musts, you know, things I have to do around the holiday season and not a lot of boundaries. And, you know, if you want to find what I always say, connection, ease, and joy, instead this year, then it's time to get, get very clear with your boundaries. That's the thing that's going to get you there. And there are two sets of boundaries. I want you to focus on the ones you make with yourself and the ones you say out loud to others. Okay. 
And let me just say that boundaries are not about making other people happy. They're about making yourself, it's about prioritizing your mental health. That's what it's about. It's not about making yourself happy. You're not necessarily happy when you make boundaries, but you're prioritizing your mental health, which is such an important thing. And if you usually walk away feeling resentful and drained and disgusted and angry and all those things, that is not good for your mental health. So we we have to take charge of that. And by the way, it's not good for the family and friends that you feel resentful and angry at. It's probably coming out passive aggressively. It's coming out some way, trust me. So they're feeling it, whether you realize you're doing it or not. And it really becomes, this is not a loving relationship anymore. This is you angry or resentful at people. What What is that? That's not, and you think you're doing it because you're helping the relationship because you're trying to make them happy. And then you're pissed at them. Well, I don't understand, you know, again, I know we, we all do this at some points in our lives, but it's when I say it out loud, I hope you see how crazy it sounds. It's just not how it has to be. So, and boundaries, really all of them are about you, not other people. And nobody likes hearing this. And I talk about it again a lot in my book, Boundaries Made Easy, coming soon to a theater near you. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to, you know, share some really good tips right now. So, Having boundaries with yourself is the first priority. If you don't get a hold of your of your guilt, your perfectionism, your control, you will not find peace. I don't care what you do. So let me give you some of my top suggestions, okay? You know me. I'm always about the action, right? So the first thing I would say with boundaries with yourself is to have boundaries around your eating, your drug and alcohol intake, and your spending, okay? Yeah, I know. You're like, I don't want to hear this, Abby. I want to hear how my how my uncle, you know, Ben has to stop acting like an asshole with me. That's that's not what I'm going to talk about today. So if that's what you're waiting for, you might as well sign off now. You're not going to enjoy this podcast at all because it's a lot about your personal responsibility, which all really of my episodes are about. And it's about um, you finding freedom. I I want you to have freedom. I love you. You can have this, I swear. But the way you've been going about it is not the way to get there. And you've been banging your head against the wall, doing the same thing over and over. And that's part of the problem. So I'm offering you something different. So I'm not saying you can't, you know, drink during the holidays. I'm I'm saying have a boundary around it. You, it's really, these to me are three areas where I see people just throw up their hands. They're like, oh, it's the holidays. I'm not going to worry about how much I'm eating, drinking, or spending until you know January 2nd. And this means that January is exhausting as you recover from really just too much of too many things. So in any kind of potentially stressful any situation that's potentially stressful, it's important, really important to keep your wits about you. And I will tell you this, alcohol focuses emotions. That's what it does. You know, people aren't angry drunks or happy drunks or whatever we call it. It's whatever emotions you're feeling, alcohol is a focuser of those. That's what it really is. And so it makes them stronger. So, right, when you're, when you're, so they're stronger when you're drinking. When you're anxious, so yes, if you're anxious already and feeling anticipatory dread or anything else, initially some drinks will take the edge off. Absolutely. A little something will take the edge off. But soon it will create 
more stress than you would have had otherwise. And you might, and as we all know, we've done it. We've said things when our inhibitions were lower, right? We, you know, as you drank or smoked a little too much pot or did whatever you do or had too many uh, benzodiazepines, you know, a little too much Ativan. And you might say things with your lower inhibitions that really exacerbate or make the situation worse. And so that's not good. And eating too much does the same. Um, what I'm really asking you is not to check out and to be as present as possible during the holidays. And that, because it's what you're trying to do when you're just buying gifts that you can't afford and, or even thinking that everybody deserves a gift. Or if in the past you've always spent a certain amount of money on gifts and now you're like, oh, I got to do it again. I can't disappoint these people. That's just such a load of shit. Again, you're acting like a victim in your life and I won't have it. I just won't have it. Like it, I, I just won't. I don't know what to say. I, I have zero, zero, zero patience. <laughs> I just, I have a lot of patience. I love you. I, I have zero um, energy that I will give to you being a victim in your life. I, cause I love you. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And you need to stop doing it too. It's not, you can't blame other people. Well, they'll get upset if I, I don't want to hear it. You need to decide here's how much I can spend. That really makes sense. Maybe my great aunt Martha, I know I always have said something in the past. Maybe for now on, I could make a charitable donation in her honor, which she doesn't have to know how much that is, but I could still do it. Uh, I could say, hey, you know, as you know, we're saving for a house now, so we're doing uh, the holidays a little differently and write a heartfelt note or something else. You know, there's a lot of options to you besides the way you've been doing it. So you just have to think a little, think outside the box. So that's, that's number one, I want you to really check. And make a commitment to yourself about the, you know, food, alcohol, drugs, and and money around the holidays, but or before the before you start the season, if you can. Number two is make it a boundary or commitment to yourself that you'll spend five minutes every morning centering yourself, calming yourself. This I don't care if you journal, if you pray, if you meditate, if you take a mindful walk outside, but I need you, to, excuse me, to commit to being grounded each and every day so you can be steadier and more calm heading into the holiday season. It's sort of like if you're going to run a marathon, you wouldn't start training the day before the marathon. (laughs) You would start a little earlier. Now, you might be listening to this the day before Christmas. It doesn't mean you're off the hook. But uh, maybe next year you could plan a little better. You know, when you're coming into the holidays and you're like, oh, I'm so busy and there's so much to do, and you stop your meditation practice or stop exercising because you've at, that is the worst, most effed up thing you can be doing. You need your exercise more than ever. You need to prioritize your mental health more than ever and your physical health, which is part of your mental health. So no, then you have literally added too much to your plate. You need to check yourself and you need to stop. So if you need it more than ever now, I I would actually say you should add to your practice this time of year, not take away. But I do want you to think of it as, you know, getting ready for the holidays by having this time every day where you check in. So important, so, so critical. And on the days of an actual holiday, you got to build it in. I know you have a ton to do. I get it. But if you schedule well, which is tip number three, you can do it. And it's, it, it, okay, well, let me just get to tip number three. Schedule thoughtfully. 
you're now you're going to hate this, but I want you to get rid of the to-do lists for the holidays. And I've talked about this before. I'm going to hammer it in your head until you start doing it. Right now, take that to-do list and schedule it into your calendar. And I mean everything. Shopping for the holiday party, you know, think about how long that will take. When are you going to do it? Can you really get everything at one store? Do you need to make multiple stops? Schedule it all in. And this is important because you'll quickly see that you cannot get done everything you want to get done. You'll see that you have too much on your plate. I, I, I'm telling you. And I I did a another um, podcast on this. Um, I'm writing myself a note so I remember <laughs> to uh, link that episode in the podcast notes. I also, there's a YouTube video, separate one that's not with a podcast about how to get shit done, I think it's called, you know, how to be more productive, two ways to be more productive, where I really go into more detail about this. But I give this to all the executives I work with. I give it to my client, my regular clients. I do it myself. I've talked about it before multiple times. I'm going to talk about it again right now. When you schedule things in your schedule, you know, I don't just go into my days with, with like today. It was scheduled, right? I'm sitting here right now. I scheduled time this morning. I wrote my weekly love letter for next week. Um, I had an hour scheduled for the, an hour and a half, actually. It takes me about an hour and a half a week to do that. So even that, like I just said, I used to schedule an hour, but it was consistently taking an hour and a half. So you you got to be real with the time it takes to do things. So I started scheduling an hour and a half. But you know what? I I literally set a timer and I I have it go off at 45 minutes halfway through so that I know where I'm at, you know, and then I set the next 45 minutes and that's my hour and a half. When I'm doing a podcast, I've shared this before, I research for an hour, I I write for an hour the episode, I write the blog, I sort of write my notes, I get things cogent in a, in a way so I'm not sitting here going, um, what, what am I going to say next, you know, where I'm talking to you in a steady clip. And then it takes me about an hour to actually record. So every podcast takes about three hours. And I schedule that into my to my week. Now, I don't always schedule three hours at a time. Matter of fact, I almost never do because I like to be really fresh when I'm like right now when I'm doing the podcast. I don't want to be tired after a day. I generally do this first pretty much first thing in the morning or kind of first. So you're getting like all the good stuff, getting all the good energy and all my excitement. Uh, I don't want to schedule it, you know, at three in the afternoon when I've seen clients all day or I'm tired. You would not get not get such a great, it wouldn't be so fun wouldn't be fun for me. I wouldn't enjoy doing it. And I always enjoy doing it. So I would not at three in the afternoon. It's not a good time for me. So do you know what I'm saying? So, but because I have it scheduled, like my clients, I don't just like, <laughs> I don't just say call whenever you want, you know, obviously I have a schedule, but for some reason people will do this with somewhat with work, but not a lot. You know, you just sort of have this to-do list every day, all the things I have to get through, and then somehow you jump into your day and it doesn't work. And if you always have emergencies every day, then you should schedule two free hours a day or one free hour a day for emergencies. Uh, you know, and I will tell you that I keep, like right now, I just wrote down um, to, you know, oh, I have to add to the podcast. I have to do these things. I will keep a list during the day of things I have to get done, but I do not leave the office until those things are in the schedule. Like whatever notes I took are written where they're supposed to be, or I have to schedule a call or I have to do whatever. I look at my schedule before I leave. I take everything from the my little to-do list that I've put together 
and that things, you know, that get added during the day that I have to take care of. And I schedule it in phone calls, you know, everything. I schedule it in. And you've over time, you get better at this because you realize how long things really take. The big problem is that most people underestimate how long something's going to take. And then you don't have enough time. So if you were to really look at your holidays and go, okay, how long does it take to, you know, make the turkey. Like it's what I do. I don't make turkey because I hate turkey. If you come to my house for Thanksgiving, you'll never get turkey. Um, you know, so I'm going to think how long does it take? I think last year I made a brisket, you know? So how long does it take the brisket? You know, how long does it take me to actually do the prep part? How long does it take in the oven? What can I do? Oh, that's okay. So it's going to take me an hour to prep it. Uh, get all the vegetables cut, everything else. And then, you know, then it's just cooking in the oven. Okay. So then that's one hour. Then, you know, so I'm laying out my day. So I know when I have to wake up so that I can still meditate and work out and do the things I need to do. And then, yeah, and sometimes that's earlier than I'd like, and it is what it is. Um, but I don't take the important mental health things off my plate. Those are a definite. What I might take off my plate, you know, I've hired people to, um, clean up after Thanksgiving. I've, you know, told people that they have to come and help set up the dinner or I've hired people to do it. I've done different things. You might have paper plates instead of, you know, other kinds of plates so that the cleanup is easier. You have to think about how do I problem solve this time crunch? Because you going through the day, snapping at your kids, yelling at your partner, you know, frazzled, and then everybody gets there and you're just exhausted. What? I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Why are we even getting together? <laughs> Especially if you're feeling resentful and angry about it. So, you know, really think, really think and schedule. How long do these things take? If you're thinking of doing, I stopped doing holiday cards years, years ago because it took so much time. And they're very nice for other people to do. God bless you if you do them. But my experience is, you know, it's nice. I get your card. I look at it for a second and then I'm like, okay. And I, you know, there's, I don't know, like, was it worth your time? It's very sweet when I get it. I get a little smile, but it's not, I don't know. It's not bringing like huge joy to my life. And if it's bringing pain and anguish to yours, then I would say, no, if you enjoy doing the holiday cards and you get off on that, then thank you. I love, you know, it's great to get them. I have a little moment of a smile and we've all moved on, but you're happy. You should be happy. If if you're doing the cards, it shouldn't be to make me happy. That's crazy. Uh, it should be because it makes you happy to do them. It feels good to look at your year. What did we do? What were our pros and cons? I don't know. What were our successes and not? If that feels good, keep doing it. If it doesn't, I would tell you to do something else. I don't know what, but do something else. So <laughs> being overwhelmed at the holidays is a choice. I need you to start seeing it as one. You do not have to be overwhelmed on the holidays. It's a choice. And it's because your boundaries are sucking. That's why. So figure it out. Use my tips today. Do what you got to do. But let's go into this holiday season not thinking we have to be overwhelmed, not expecting that that's normal. What a bunch of crap. Oh my God. We're normalizing insane behavior. No, thank you. So I must say that. My fourth tip in the boundaries with yourself is to leave one thing out, okay? Leave one. <laughs> I, I want you to treat the holidays like Coco Chanel. 
she talked about accessorizing. So I don't know. It's kind of a famous thing. She's, I hope she really said this. She's famous for saying it. I hope she did. I didn't go check it as a source, but I've always heard that she said that before you leave the house, take off one piece of jewelry and take off one accessory. And she knew that in the heat of like decorating yourself, you know, when you're putting on all your jewelry, that you were likely overdoing it. And I have to tell you, it is so right on. I always like my outfit better when I take off something. And I do. I look and I'm like, oh, that looks better without that, without all the, today I I took off my rings. I was like, I don't really want all the rings. I really like the shirt I'm wearing, which you're probably not seeing how cute it is. My hair is very straight today. So it's all like a different, it's all about the earrings, you know, my shirt. So I was like, I don't need other distractions. So I'm not going to wear any rings. And I do that sometimes, you know, or sometimes I'm loading up the rings, as you know, if you've been watching my videos. And if you are, come on over to YouTube please subscribe and please like and comment on the videos. And while you're over on YouTube, you can go watch my TED Talk and you could give a little like on that too. That would be love. Abby would feel the love. So supportive of me. Thank you. It's just, if it's an easy thing to do. And if you haven't left a review yet for the podcast, please, please, come on. Come on. If you've read my book, leave a review on Amazon. These things, if you like it. If you don't, I really don't want to hear it. Now, I, I don't know. I guess leave an honest review. Uh, you know, but leave leave a review. If you like something, leave a review. I would say if you hate something, I don't know that it's so nice to leave a shitty review, but hey, if you feel impel if you feel like you have to, I I'm not going to stop you. So, right? But cuz you can say what you want, what you liked about it, that would I I promise turn off other people. So don't worry about it. Like if you said what you like, did like, and if you found nothing you liked, then that's a problem, I would say, cuz there's got to be something in there if you bought it. But you know what I'm saying? Or about the podcast. Like some people will go on and leave some review. or she talks too fast or she takes too long to make a point or whatever. And I'm like, first of all, I'm, I say with love, like, screw you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, don't listen then. <laughs> go away. Like people want me to change. And I'm like, I, 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 I'm, this is it. You're getting this for free and you're giving me crap. Like, come on now. Um, high value here, high value. So if you don't li- like, so you don't have to say that, but if there was things you liked, say what you liked. Like, hey, I really like, or still give me a good review because you liked it overall. And then you can say within it, you know, all right? Just, and I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about anybody out in the world when you're leaving reviews and doing this. Everyone's a keyboard warrior all of a sudden and very honest when they often don't say those things personally to people. Um but either way, just be thoughtful. I think it's uh, hurtful a lot. I I have lots of stuff I don't like. I don't say anything. I you know I I don't go out of my way to tell them how mad I am at them because I'm really not mad. I'm just thinking, oh, that wasn't for me, um, you know. And I kind of move on. Um, but anyway, I digress. You like that little soapbox? There you go. Someone's gonna write shit about that. There. <laughs> Here, I gave you something to write shit about. So I want you to be Coco Chanel with all things you're planning around the holidays. That's what I want. I want you to take one thing off your plate each day over the holiday season. So as you look at your schedule or to-do lists, if you haven't listened to me, (laughs) to the earlier one, I want you to cross one thing off or delegate one more thing every day. And you'll see that you said yes, likely too quickly to too much. And I'm telling you, this will help you. I, I do these things myself. I give them to my clients. They work. I'm just, I'm giving you tips that have worked. So with tons of people, 
Um, but really take a moment and think as you look, go, huh, that, you know, I'm trying to squeeze in too much. I have a beautiful friend um, who comes every year for holiday uh, a holiday dinner I throw and she's a lovely woman but she always like literally dinner starts at six and she'll text me at 10 to six like oh I'm stopping at you know she's, she's supposed to be there at 5 30 to begin with or five and she's texting me at 10 to six like oh I was I just have to stop by Target and then I'll be there it's like what are you doing like what and it's every time she's never not late like never this is someone who doesn't have good boundaries I say with love I love her but she doesn't she has crappy boundaries and she's just out there doing way too many things and not really looking at her time in a real way so Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The good news is like, so she comes and then she apologizes for being late. I would say if this is who you are and you're just always late, at least don't be, don't apologize. Like, this is how I do it. You know me by now. I'm always late. Like, I think there's a way that can be your boundary too. Like, I just like to do a lot of things in a day and I don't think it's important to be on time. It's not my thing. So I would at least say then don't apologize for it if that's how you do it. But a lot of times, again, we say yes way too quickly and it becomes a problem. Okay. And I am noticing that my voice is a little hoarse, so I don't know why, but it is. So Gary likes when my voice gets all gravelly. He thinks it's sexy. I, I think any other women out there, right? Your man thinks it's sexy when your voice gets gravelly and you don't feel as well. <laughs> but let me, I just took a sip of water. But let me say, I feel fine. I feel great. So I don't know where it's coming from. But number five is to be mindful during your days. I know, Abby, can't you leave the whole mindfulness thing alone? No, clearly I can't because it is the key to acting, not reacting when your aunt starts grilling you about why you're not married yet or when your dad starts in again about your job that doesn't pay enough, even though they apparently wasted all that money on your college degree, <laughs> or when your sister starts acting competitively with you about your parenting. Oh, oh, I'd never let my children eat sugar. I can't believe you do that. It's not good for them. And starts lecturing you on whatever they're eating. You know, <laughs> it's a pro- I know. So, how, okay. So having boundaries with others, okay? Let's let's get to it. Creating boundaries with other people is really all about managing expectations. So here are my suggestions. Here are my loving suggestions. <laughs> Number 1, 
have an exit plan at the ready for holiday gatherings. Okay. And I get, should I have said more about mindfulness? I'm sorry. I'm just realizing I just get my mindfulness starter kit. Be mindful throughout the meal. You have to be, or you won't notice when all the crap is happening and you're going to act and not react. You're going to react, not act. I just, okay. I feel like I've talked about mindfulness so much. I don't want to spend time there. All right. So, but we're back. I just, I realized I might've gone too quickly over that for you. So I want you to have an exit plan at the ready for holiday gatherings that you have shared. I want you to, again, this is setting up yourself up for success. This is setting up expectations. You can say things like, you know, oh, we're going to come from 6 to 8 p.m. Or I'm letting you know that I need to leave by 7. You can also bring a friend, a sponsor, if you're trying to stay clean and sober around your using family members. You can let them know like, oh, I'm going to bring a plus one. No, it's not. It's not a date. It's, you know, you can say the truth. It's my sponsor. It's a friend or it's whoever. Um, You know, it's important to, again, set up what you're going to do, how you're going to act. Okay. Not how you're going to act, but what, like, what, what your boundaries are around your timing. Because in my experience, we often stay way too long at these things. And then, you know, we feel guilty leaving or they start to guilt us. And they will still try to guilt you when you go, oh, really? You have to leave at seven? Or they might argue with you. Um, why do you have to leave at seven? I don't know what, 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 this is Thanksgiving. This is like, this is Christmas. This is Kwanzaa. This is whatever. Like, why are you leaving? And you don't have to say why. Say, I just, I have other commitments. I really have to go. But why? I have other commitments. I really have to go. You're not going to tell me why you have to leave at seven, why you have to leave early. I don't consider it leaving early. Things start at three. I'll be there for hours and I'll be leaving at seven. See what I'm doing here? There's a mantra. You stick with it. You don't let up. You don't, as soon as you say why you have to leave at seven, they're going to come in with, you know, this, it's going to be uh, ammunition for them to come in with all the reasons why those things don't matter and staying does. And even again, be mindful when they say that you're leaving early. When you're not, it's not early to leave after four friggin' hours or three or two, you know, change that language that they're using and don't adopt it for your own. Okay. Number two is decide what you will and won't talk about. One of the ways we get into trouble is by sharing, and this is true, I got to tell you, this is probably the biggest thing my clients come in with, is that... They share too much of their lives with people who aren't loving and supportive with that information. And I have said many, many times that I personally kept, uh, you know, my my mom, God, God rest her soul, uh, who I'm happy to say I made a lot of peace with before she died. But she was a she had narcissistic personality disorder. She had the real thing, not like how people throw it around, and. So that was very challenging in what I could share with her because anything I told her was then turned around in some way. And there was a lot of gaslighting and some really icky, icky, bad feelings uh, I would walk away with, just resentful and angry and deflated and depressed and hopeless and helpless. I mean, it just was horrible. And I didn't want to cut my mother off. I wanted to have a relationship with her. So I literally kept a list in my phone under notes of topics that were safe to talk to her about. And so anytime my kids did something funny or had a little win at school or something, I would write it down, remember. So when I called her every week, I called her at least once a week, 
And I would share some great story about, you know, Max or McCartney or Gary or something. I would share about my own, but I would not share, you know, if Max was doing poorly in school, I did not share that with her because she would be very judgmental and critical. Um, you know, but I would share about a win maybe Max had in baseball. I, you know, he loves baseball. He's great at it. And every now and then she'd push. Um, like with Gary, she's like, oh, how are you? How are you and Gary? And I'd say, oh, we're, we're great, you know, and oh, we're great. And then I would normally just launch into something. Oh, we're great. We went um, to one of his Spartan races two weeks ago. It was really fun, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's so funny when he does those. And I would say all these stories about the Spartan race. And of course, my mom would come back like, you and Gary can't always be great. What What's really going on? <laughs> and I would just say, I don't know what to tell you. We're great. And again, then I would jump into another topic, a safe topic. Um, we're great. And how are you? Tell me how you're doing. What's happening down there in Florida? You know, it's a really good idea to have questions at the ready because people love to talk about themselves. <laughs> I have gotten through many dinners, many events, never sharing a single thing about myself despite having very long conversations with a multitude of people who asked me a lot of questions about myself. But I I would just be ready with questions, more questions, more questions. And I will say, I'm a psychologist. I like hearing people's stories. I, I find them interesting and fascinating. And if, if you can't, I mean, if you have these topics, then you're ready, you know, but if you're, if you like are having trouble with your partner, and then share it with your mom or your uncle, Gary, or whoever. I'm saying Gary, you know. And then, of course, they're going to, when you and your partner are doing well later, guess what? They're like, what's really going on? Well, what about that thing he did or she did? You know, it's just such a bad idea to share very personal, personal things like that, especially about your partner, by the way. To me, you would talk to only a therapist, and maybe, maybe one very close best friend. But I would actually keep that stuff not with your family members. I, I just, I think it becomes very hard because then they, because this person, your partner has to spend a lot of time with them in different ways. And where your friends that you've chosen and who support you a thousand percent and support your partner can maybe be less judgmental. Sometimes with family, that's not as easy. Um, so just be mindful of that. And I will tell you, if the conversation really steers off into unwanted territory, my favorite thing to say is something like, I've shared this many times and I, I use it, I just used it the other day uh, with a family member. If so, let's say the person's talking about politics or maybe they're an anti-vaxxer, that's not something you agree with, or, you know, hearing, you know, they're, I don't know, talking about what your children should eat. You know, it's not healthy to have gluten or whatever. They're, you're just in this topic where you're thinking, I want to kill myself. I don't want to talk about this and have this argument. I probably, again, my response is there are, you know, there are so many things I'd love to speak to you about, but this isn't one of them. And then I just change the topic. Then I just talk about something I would like to talk about. So let me, so let me tell you about uh, Max's game the other day. Oh my God, he had a double play. It was so cool. And I just go into it. I just go into it. Or there's so many things I'm excited about in my life right now. There's so many good things going on um, that I want to share with you. You know, 
And then I just hop into it. Oh my gosh, the podcast is doing so well. I can't believe this. You know, we're in over 180 countries. It's it's so I'm so proud of it. I'm really excited. Um, you know, what have you been doing? Uh, tell me more about what's been going on with you. Do you know what I'm saying? You hear it? So there's so many things I'd rather speak to you about. This isn't one of them and go into the next thing. And I'm telling you, it works. And even if, again, they try to go back, oh, so we can't talk about something you don't agree with, or yeah, I don't know what they'll throw at you. You just stick to the mantra, stick to the mantra. Don't get pulled off course. Uh, you can talk about whatever you want to with whoever you want. I'm telling you, this isn't a topic for you and I. I love you. I want to feel close to you. And this topic makes me feel really distant from you, really separate. And I don't want that. And so, and then I just start talking about the thing again. And if they really can't stand it, they usually walk away. They usually find someone else to talk to because really what they want to do is complain or bitch or get in a fight. And I don't want any part of it. So that's my boundary. So, you know, you hear it? Okay. Number three tip here is prepare people if you need to. And what I mean by that is to have preemptive conversations with people via direct conversations. So uh, by that, I mean phone or in real life, you know, IRL. No texting. I, you do not text this stuff. You could put it in an, a very thoughtful email if you wanted to share it with a bunch of family members at once. You could do a, a nice email. I'm okay with that. But do not text in a million years. So either have individual conversations, you know, on the phone or get in front of people, have lunch or whatever, uh, or again, a nice email. So, and I've shared before about a wonderful client I had who she sent, she had lost a lot of weight and it, her family was, had just, it was just obsessed about her weight and her food and all the things. And so she sent a really beautiful email out. I think it was actually before they were all getting together for like Memorial Day or something, but uh, it wasn't these holidays. It was a different holiday here in the United States. But she sent a really nice email out to everybody just saying like, I love you all and I can't wait to see you. And I'm letting you know that as you all know, I have lost a, a bit of weight and I am not comfortable in any way talking about my weight or my body or my food. Even if you think you're complimenting me, it's not. I don't want it to be a topic of conversation. Okay. So that's what you want. That's how you're feeling. The boundary is that she added, if you bring it up to me, I will no longer talk to you at the party. I will walk away out of the conversation. I will just let you know you've crossed a boundary and I'll walk away. And if enough of you do it, I'll just leave. I'll physically leave. And, you know, we'll try again another day. I, I'm not leaving your lives. I'm not telling you I'll never speak to you again. I just, it's clear that you're not, you know, ready to be with me where I am and you want to be where you are. And I'm just not going to do that. And she, it was such a great email. I was so impressed. Again, boundaries are from love. They're not from hate. They're not from resentment. It's not a hard no. It's an enlightened no. And so she was telling people what would happen if they crossed the boundary. That's a boundary. A boundary has teeth. A boundary has action. It has to have an action that you will take if it gets trampled. Otherwise, again, you're just stating like a preference. You're just stating how you feel or what you'd like. That doesn't matter because people will ignore that. That people, when you say someone's trampled your boundaries, it means you didn't hold the other side. Really, no one can trample your boundaries truly without because your boundary isn't them 
I mean, I say it all the time, but let me get really clear. I, I do say trample your boundaries, but really it's not true because really it means it's not like, oh, I said I want this thing, like my not talking about my weight. And then someone talked to me about my weight. They trampled my boundaries. Nope. They, they didn't respect them. It's true. But really what it is, is that you then walked away or did whatever action you said so that it couldn't continue to happen. So I get, yeah, I guess on some bigger level, level they did try to disrespect them or trample them, but you held the boundary. So that's fair. Okay. So they trampled it, but you held it. So what I, what I don't want is for you to have them do that. And then you go, oh, I tried. I try. I tell them over and over not to do this and they keep doing it. That's victim bullshit. And that doesn't fly with me. And it's because you didn't really have a boundary. So that's on you, not them at that point. And so, but if you do these live conversations or send this group email, you, you know, you can also throw in there anything else you need a boundary around, you know, anything you will or won't be doing. Um, you know, no, I won't be picking up Aunt Harriet at the airport. And it's nice sometimes if you can to say what you would do. So no, I won't do that. That's my boundary. But m- part of my boundaries, I would do this. So no, I'm not going to pick up Aunt Harriet at the airport, but I'm happy to reimburse for an Uber or to call a car service for here for her and have them waiting with her little name. Um, you see that? No, no. And if you're not willing to do that, don't do it. You don't need to. You don't need to do something else. I'm just saying, if you feel like you can, great. You don't need to, though. That's apologizing for having a boundary. We don't do that. So I don't want you to reimburse for an Uber or something because you feel guilty. I want you to reimburse for an Uber or something because you really can't wait to see this aunt. You know, you want to spend time with her. And, um, you know, you want her to feel really welcome and how special it is to have a little car service, you know, person have your name at the car service place. Some people, of course, are like, oh my God, that's the worst. It's so impersonal. Um, I don't know. When I get off a plane, I don't want to be chatting with a million people. I love a car service. (laughs) Send me a car service. Uh, I love a car service. So, uh, but you know what I mean? Don't, don't do it out of guilt. Do it out or apologizing. Uh, do it because it feels really good. Um, you can say, no, I won't bring the turkey this year. Yes, I know I've brought it every year, but I'm not doing that anymore. I'm happy to bring mashed potatoes. I'm excited. I actually started making these uh, really good chocolate chip cookies. I'm happy to bring those. You know what I mean? Again, you don't have to alter- offer an alternative, but you might have one. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to come an hour early to help set up. No, I won't come three hours early, but I can come an hour early. I can want you to save a few things for me. And they might try to guilt you. Well, everything will be done by an hour before. I'm like, all right. Okay. That's it. It's the end of the conversation. So don't waver. Don't stop. And then going out, I say, say, okay, but I'm going to come an hour early anyway. And if I can help, if there's anything left, I'm happy to do it. So, you know, cause please, there could be things left. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then you might say, but you know, I have to leave right after dinner, so I won't be able to help clean up, you know, no, really what I'm saying, no matter what else is to be consistent, no matter what, do not threaten or warn people. If you say that again, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Nope. Do the thing you said you were going to do. Hey, I had you know, sent that email about not talking about my food and you're, you're sitting here trying to have a conversation about my food. So I'm going to stop this conversation and I'm going to go, uh, I, I need to go to the bathroom anyway, and uh, I'll talk to you later. 
and go away, leave. And then if you're on your fifth family, fourth family member, and you've had to do that, you can just say everybody, hey, I'm going to be, um, you know, from love, not from a fuck you, but from a, I love me. It's like, hey, I got to get going. I hope everybody has a good rest of the night and I'll talk to you all soon. And you leave. That's it. You don't threaten or warn because that just lets people know they're allowed to uh, trample the boundary like five or six times or two or three times or whatever. That's not what you're doing. This isn't a, it's not a threat. It's just a clarity. This is how I'm going to be. So be consistent no matter what. Just say what's what for you and then follow through with action. Focus on your behavior, not your words. I'm going to say it again. You need to focus on your behavior, not your words. Stop talking and start doing. Let your actions speak for themselves. You can tell people your boundary, but then let your actions do the talking after that. There is no need to nag. You don't need to be frustrated or resentful. You can just, you, you, you don't have to do any of that. Let, you gotta let go of the idea that, you know, your mom or your partner or your brother or your aunt needs to act a certain way. You can't control them. Trust me. I've tried to control everyone in this world. You can't do it. You can only control you. I hated learning it too. You all know I'm a control freak. I Nobody likes hearing this, but it's the friggin' truth. So <laughs> it is. This means you can't be attached to their outcome, only your own. So you can remember that you can say everything perfectly. You can do every tip I have here and the other person will likely, will likely still get upset. In fact, the more upset they are, lets you know how long overdue the boundary was. Yeah, I know. You can I sort of expect people to get upset, like in my, not in a bad way, just like like I'm sort of ready with my own, you know, how I'm holding them that I'm probably going to get some push, we call it pushback. And that's about them, not me. It doesn't mean I did anything wrong. Boundaries aren't about controlling other people's reactions. And that's what you have to let go. Your dad still might try to guilt trip you, right? Why did we spend all that money on you? Oh, I guess we didn't have to spend all that money on your degree if you were going to get a job in a nonprofit. You know, he still might try to guilt trip you. Uncle Roger might give you the cold shoulder. I don't know. You should never alter your boundaries based on how other people act. Again, I cover all this in my Boundaries Made Easy book in great, great detail. And also a three-step process to actually create all these boundaries I keep talking about in a very specific way, but this will get you started. This is about you and not hurting yourself in your efforts not to hurt others. And, and you're not hurting them anyway. They are choosing how they're reacting. They could just as easily be kind and understanding, and they're choosing not to be. So their reactions are about them, not you. They're about them, not you. They're about what they want. And what's so interesting is they're the ones being selfish, not you, even if you're the one being told you're selfish. It's, and that's usually your first hint when someone calls you selfish, that that was a really good boundary. Whenever someone calls me selfish, I'm like, oh, that boundary was good. I am proud of me. I am like patting myself on the back because it's always selfish of the other person. What they're asking you, of course, is that you take their needs into account over yours, right? So isn't that selfish? <laughs> 
So why is their selfishness okay and yours is not? And there is a thing called healthy selfishness, selfishness, which again, I I have a whole chapter in the book about it um, with all the research and the background on this and how important it is. But I, you know, this is really what that's about. If you want to even, I don't even like the word at all. I don't think you have to call it selfish at all, but there is healthy selfishness. So it's about them, not you. Remember that in the moment. Okay. That is it for this week. Thank you as always for spending time with me. I know I gave you a lot of Jewish mother pushiness. I'm aware. I'm aware that I was really coming at you. I was come, come as my son would say, they were coming from my neck, mom. They were coming from my neck. Um, <laughs> I I was coming for you because I want you to have a good holiday season. And more importantly, or or just as importantly, I want you to start 2024 in in an amazing way or 2025 or 2026. I don't know how many years from now you'll be listening to this if you are, but I want you to be starting your next year in a healthy, calm, connected, loving, self-empowered, confident, free place. And this is the way to get there. All right. I love you so much. Oh, I love you. Thank you for spending time with me. It's uh, always really, again, the highlight of my day. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you really soon. Thank you for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast with wonderful me, Dr. Abby Metcalf. And I've got two quick things to say. Just give me one more minute. First, I love spending this time with you and I work hard to make sure every single episode is going to help you move from any feelings of frustration or resentment or anxiety to that connected, hopeful, confident. That's always my goal. So if you have any ideas for a future episode or just want to say hi, let me know what the podcast is doing for you. Anything. You can email me at abby at abbymedcap.com. How simple is that? And the second thing I want to say is if you like the podcast, you're going to go crazy, crazy for my book. My book is really good. I'm really proud of it. You can find it on Amazon or on my website under the shop section on my website at abbymetcalf.com. It's called Be Happily Married, Even If Your Partner Won't Do a Thing. And even if your partner will do a thing, the book will still really help you. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.